0: Hello, and welcome to Cherry Records Industrial Industry Podcast. Uh, we appreciate you all uh, tuning in today. Um, we have another uh, series here. Uh, we'll call this podcast number three on the CHIPS Act. Uh, for those of you who were unable to listen into to uh, number one or number two, number one was a general overview. And then podcast two, we took a deeper dive into the advanced manufacturing credit. So, um, really happy that you all are here. Um, here at Cherry Becker, we're very much focused on the future and proactive advice. So topics like the CHIPS Act uh, really are, are important for us to take an early uh, deep dive into them and, and hopefully share that information as quickly as possible with our uh, those of you that are clients and those of you that are friends of the firm and those of you who are potential clients. So again, we appreciate you all being here today. Um, with me for this third uh, part in our series is Ron Wainwright, uh, who is a partner who has really um, read through, uh, if not every word, uh, the majority of the CHIPS Act. And so we're, we're fortunate to have him here with us. And certainly we're fortunate to have him in podcast uh, one and two. So, Ron, uh, thanks again for uh, taking time to be with us.
1: No, thank you, Matt. Um, look forward to uh, our conversation in podcast number three. Uh, and for those listeners uh, from podcast one and two, uh, we thank you for attending and we hope we're providing a lot of good education. Uh, we always are available for any and all additional questions as the, uh, the act is uh, really referred to as the Chips and Science Act of 2022 is voluminous uh, and was signed August 9th. So there's still a lot of, uh, I'll say, interpretation and, and guidance uh, that we can provide.
0: Yeah, and, and Ron, I know I know in those first uh you know one and two podcasts you, you were able to give uh just a little bit more background and at least a high level overview. So certainly certainly want to give you the opportunity to do that now and then and then we can really dive into the funding mechanisms that are part of the overall CHIPS Act. So with that, um do you want to give a baseline for everyone listening today?
1: Sure, Matt. Thank you. Uh so for those listeners who hopefully have listened to one and two, but if not, uh, we always want to kind of give a baseline, as Matt commented. So uh, what is referred to as the CHIPS and Science Act of 2022 uh, was signed by the president on August 9th. Uh, CHIPS actually is the acronym for creating helpful incentives to produce semiconductors uh, for America, i.e. the CHIPS Act. Um, It is a $52.7 billion package, which provides specifically to the industrial manufacturing industry significant and really generous tax incentives to increase the domestic production of semiconductors, also known as chips. Um, While the incentives themselves are very narrowly targeted, on the expansion of semiconductor production, it will ultimately really benefit the manufacturing industry. And so, as we guide you forward, we want to make sure you're paying attention and we can help you uh, with respect to any technical questions you might have. So, uh, we went through the act in pod one and in pod two, we talked about the new advanced manufacturing investment tax credit. Uh, That is a uh, Remember that this is a bipartisanship bill, which ultimately was focused on facilitating the American economy to build semiconductor manufacturing facility, also sometimes known as the FABs Act, if you will. Um, It would ultimately counteract those trends that we have seen occurring over the last 10 years, where really uh, most, if not all, of the, quote, manufacturing of chips uh, is really now occurring in East Asia. So when we think about that, obviously, um, Taiwan is front and center uh, attributable to that. So um, there, as a result of of what's happened over the last 10 years, there's really a 25 to 40 percent cost advantage to manufacturers for really manufacturing semiconductors um, outside the United States. So when we think about the CHIPS Act, and when we think about the uh, Emirates Manufacturing Investment Tax Credit at 25%, all of that, and now we're going to talk about very specific funding that was in the bill, is really to quash that cost advantage that overseas semiconductor production has or has had uh, over the last 10 years.
0: Yeah, so, so Ron, to that end, um, maybe let's maybe let's give our listeners a little background on exactly what that funding is uh, that's tied to the CHIPS Act.
1: Uh, so it's very important to understand that um, from an appropriations perspective, there were, uh, as I commented, $54.7 billion appropriated with respect to the, the CHIPS Act. Um, so we used 52.7 billion, but technically it's it's really uh, 54.2 billion in appropriations. And then there's another $200 billion that was passed around authorization. So when you really think about the CHIPS Act over the next five years, Think about it in the context for our manufacturers and our industrial clients. It's really $254 billion of investments attributable to bringing the production, the manufacturing of semiconductors back to the United States. Um, So that's kind of the, the key
0: there. Uh, very very helpful, Ron. And and so, you know, I think in that, and, and you, you touched on it briefly, but you know, I think the next layer of that uh detail or next layer of that background probably leads us into the Chips for America fund and, and just what that what that is and how that plays into this.
1: Uh great question, Matt. Uh, because this is again a major piece of legislation. Um so when you think about Chips for America Fund, there there were really uh numerous grants, as well as provisions that were in the CHIPS Act above and beyond the Advanced Manufacturing Investment Tax Credit. So the CHIPS for America Fund falls into two areas. It falls into what is called DOC manufacturing incentives. And what that is, is it's $39 billion in financial assistance to taxpayers to build expand or modernize domestic facilities and equipment for semiconductor fabrication, assembly testing, advanced packaging, or research and development. Um, It also includes two billion dollars specifically allocated for what is referred to as mature semiconductors. So it's not only new, but it's also in the context of expanding, as I commented, around the Advanced Manufacturing Investment Tax Credit uh, in in podcast number two. So within this, what is called DOC manufacturing incentive of $39 billion, uh, there is also $6 billion that can be used for the cost of direct loans and loan guarantees. So again, the Chips for America Fund has two elements, the DOT manufacturing incentive, $39 billion, and then also DOT research and development, i.e. R&D, which is another $11 billion on top of the $39 billion. And this is for two specific areas, what is referred to as DOT National Semiconductor Technology Center, so basically, it's a public-private partnership to conduct advanced semiconductor manufacturing R&D and prototyping, investing in new technologies and expanding workforce training and development opportunities. On top of that, there is also what's referred to underneath this DOC research and development R&D of 11 billion is what's referred to as the DOC National Advanced Packaging. Manufacturing program. Now, this is a federal R&D program to really strengthen advanced assembly, testing, and packaging of capabilities. Uh, obviously, in, in coordination uh, with numerous uh, agencies. When you think about uh, the DOT National Advanced Pac- Advanced Pac- Manufacturing Program, so Chips for America Fund. Think about it in the context of, you know, it's it's $50 billion of uh, the 39 plus, plus the 11, um, you know, uh, and it's very focused on the manufacturing incentive to really build, expand or modernize domestic facilities and along with the equipment for semiconductor fabrication. And then coupled with that is the R&D side of things. When we think about the National Semiconductor Technology Center or what's referred to as NSTC, and then we also think about DOC, National Advanced Packaging Manufacturing Program, which, again, is to further R&D efforts in advanced assembly, testing, and packaging, and those work in coordination with each other. So, NST works in combination of what's really referred to as ATP uh, when we think about the Advanced Packaging Manufacturing Program.
0: So, Ron, it sounds like this isn't just an effort to reshore, although that is a primary focus here. It's also an effort to ramp up R&D and and, and, the creation of advanced technologies. Is that a a fair assessment?
1: No, it's a very fair assessment. Uh, There's no question. So, obviously, the advanced manufacturing investment tax credit that we talked about in podcast number two is that 25 percent of credit, um, that ultimately uh, a taxpayer payer can uh, receive in a direct pay concept. And above and beyond that is all of the funding, which again is, is really $257 billion when you take the appropriations uh, piece, which is the 54.2, uh, and then the authorization piece to it. But heavy incentive in building new manufacturing facilities or expanding new manufacturing facilities and a heavy incentive in regards to driving R and D really bring the United States back to its leadership position in the world uh, in semiconductors.
0: And and Ron, to that end, I mean, do you see in your assessment is this is this overall Chips Act and Chips legislation and all the the funding related to it that you just noted, as well as the Advanced Manufacturing Tax Credit, I mean, is that? A stimulus that you see just completely changing how we approach semiconductor manufacturing as a as a nation and as a, a country.
1: No, absolutely. I think the next five years, uh, because the advanced manufacturing this the tax credit is a five year credit, but the funding mechanisms uh, again appropriations fifty seven point two, but uh, ultimately authorization two hundred additional billion dollars. Um, So also within what is referred to as the CHIPS Act, we talked about CHIPS for America Fund, but there are numerous funding as well as loans, provisions that are included. So we have also on top of the CHIPS for America Fund, we have what's referred to as the DOC Manufacturing USA Semiconductor Institute. And so this is a partnership between the government, industry, and academia to research virtualization of semiconductor machinery. and efforts develop what are referred to as ATP capabilities and design and disseminate training. So that goes to your R&D question. There is also a provision in there that's called Doc Microelectronics Metrology R&D. Now this is a National Institute of Standards and Technology called NIST research program to advance measurement science Standards, material characterizations, instrumentation, testing, and manufacturing capabilities. Again, all this is funded within whether it's the appropriations or what has been authorized. There's further another $200 million, which is really a kickstart uh, program for what's referred to as Chips for America Workforce and Education Fund. $200 million to really kickstart development of the domestic, semiconductor workforce, uh, which we know today faces really a a labor shortage because what's happened is, of course, the production, the manufacturing has moved offshore over the last 10 years. So this is a kickstart to really close that gap with respect to labor shortages and really by leveraging activities as well as the National Science Foundation. Uh, There's also the Chips for America Defense Fund. $2 billion of authorization for the DOD to implement the microelectronics, what's referred to as commons, which is really a national network for onshore, university-based prototyping, lab-to-fab transition of semiconductor technologies, including what's referred to as this DOD unique applications in semiconductor workforce training. Further, there's another two programs one at $500 million, which is referred to as DOS, which is really in coordination with the U.S. Agency for International Development, Export-Import Bank, and also the U.S. International Development Finance Corporation. To This one's called CHIPS for America International Technology Security and Innovation Fund. This is $500 million. And last, in, Ch- in the CHIPS Act, is what is referred to as $1.5 billion, which is the Public Wireless Supply Chain Innovation Fund, which is a billion and a half dollars through what's called the DOT National Telecommunications and Information Administration, or what's commonly called NTIA. And again, coordination with with NIST, um, which we talked about previously. Um, And then uh, the Department of Homeland Security is involved as well as the Director of National Intelligence, among other agencies, which is really to spur movement towards what's referred to as an open architecture, software-based wireless technology, and funding innovations, or really what is often referred to as leap ahead technologies in the U.S. mobile broadband market. So when we think about the funding within the CHIPS Act, this is where it does get, I would say, uh, complicated, only from the perspective that the CHIPS Act is really driving uh, technology forward, specifically in the semiconductor industry. However, I do want to mention that there were a couple other areas that were focused on. And so you have investments which help create what is referred to as the National Science Foundation Directorate for technology and innovation and partnerships to accelerate American development and technologies. Now this is very specific, which was really more like artificial intelligence and quantum computing, uh, also 6G communications, and some of the energy and material science that ultimately goes into the manufacturing of chips or semiconductors. Um, and then you can see that really this funding crosses really almost every agency in the United States to really from a policy perspective over the next five, perhaps 10 years, drive the production of semiconductors where we are again the world leader in manufacturing and really technology advancement. And so you see a lot in there around R&D, coupled with all of these different funding mechanisms as well as loan guarantee programs.
0: Ron, really appreciate that um, clarity around uh, not just one, but all of the funding mechanisms that exist within this CHIPS Act and and for myself and maybe some of our listeners who thought this uh, uh, CHIPS Act was specifically to help us catch up. I think we can all leave this podcast recognizing that it's, it's not about catching up, but it's more about uh, entire advancement in how we approach uh, chips manufacturing uh, or excuse me semiconductor manufacturing and, and really the future of of that space so i'm um, always always happy to hear that we're uh, positioning ourselves as a global leader and and putting our uh, funding behind it to do just that uh, i think another thing i took away is you know is certainly the focus on on that r d aspect as well as the workforce development which um, I'm sure not uh, n- not a single one of our listeners uh, is fully uh, is fully supported from a workforce perspective, recognizing the challenges that have faced the industry and and really the world for the past two and a half years. So workforce development's top of mind uh, for all of our listeners. So uh, really appreciate you uh, giving us that deeper dive into the funding. Um, Again, for those of you who have not listened in and been able to listen yet, uh, we we certainly encourage you to listen to podcast number one, um, which was an overview of the CHIPS Act, podcast number two around the uh, manufacturing tax credits uh, that are contained within the CHIPS Act. And then um, certainly uh, look forward to those of you who will be able to join us for podcast number four, which will uh, speak to, again, the American Manufacturing Credit as well as the Manufacturing Production Credit. So, uh, Ron, appreciate you being with us and and sharing all the information you did.
1: Thank you, Matt, and thank you to our listeners.
0: Yes, and thank thank you all for uh, listening in today and look forward to uh, having you join us at a future podcast.